Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. 2024 has started already. Wow, I cannot believe how time flies so quickly. Yes, it's the first month on the first week of this new year, 2024. What's your plan? What's your New Year's resolution? What kind of goals do you want to achieve? If you have something in your future that you want to accomplish, then you will be you must be prepared to accomplish it. For example, uh, if you are moving to a new place, then you want to search the demographic or geographical information so that you will be able to prepare to move there. Or if you are uh, Going to the next grader,、uh, next grade, then you must be prepared for what kind of expectations they have and how you can prepare so that you will be successful in the next grade. Now, what is the future、uh, for all humanity? Now it is a big question, but we have to face it because we have so many things going on in the world, and then probably 2024、uh, may be very dynamic, just like 2023. And how can we really be prepared for all of these new changes and things like that? Now God is in control, and God is sovereign, and God definitely knows what's going to happen in 2024 because He is God of universe and God of time, and God knows everything. So He has the plan, and He has definitely、uh, has shown. What is going to take place through His Word? The question is, how can we know it, and how can we prepare for it? So, as we go through the Book of Revelation, we have been learning a lot about future. The most important thing is not just about knowing about it, but it's about preparation and activating、uh, the obeying what God has、uh, shown us already through His Word. So I want us to delve into Revelation chapter sixteen, verse fifteen today, so that we will know what's going to happen, and then we will be able to、uh, pr- be prepared、uh, for the future. That's imminent future that's coming. So let's look at Revelation chapter sixteen, verse fifteen、uh, together. It says, "Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes, so that he will not walk about naked, and and men will not see his shame." So there are two things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is, "Be aware, be aware," and the second one is, "Be awake." So we need to be aware of what is going to take place. And also, we need to be awake so that we will be prepared for what's going to transpire in the future. So,、uh, let's go back to、uh, the first p- passage. So we see that I'm coming like a thief. Now we're going to talk about the、uh, Jesus is coming um, um, just uh, uh, for many weeks. But what is really going on in this chapter? So let me give you some context here. In chapter 16, talks about seven bowls of God. God's wrath, and seven angels are going to pour out each bowl, and then each bowl contains a, con- a really amazing amount of disaster. So this is the really because of the、uh, the justice of God, because of the sins of the world, that God is going to pour out His wrath upon、uh, the humanity, humanity especially those who bow down to the beast. So what is what are the seven bowls? The first bowl 
is uh, the sore, the pain over the bodies of those non-believers, those who bow down to, to the uh, the beast. Uh, in chapter 13, we already learned, learned about these beasts. The Antichrist and the false prophets and those non-believers are going to uh, get the uh, the mark of the beast and they're going to follow and bow down to these, uh, the beast. But they will receive the punishment. The first one is really the painful, uh, the bodily of, uh, affliction. That, uh, that's the sore in their body. And then second, second bowl, is the uh, the ocean turning into the blood. And the third bowl is not just the ocean, but the river and even drinking water turned into blood. So basically all water uh, is going to becoming is going to become blood. So it's kind of reminding us of the ten plagues in the book of Exodus. But this one, the uh, in the today's passage, it's much more catastrophic, uh, much more severe and hard much harder to bear. And then the fourth one is uh, the fire. The fire is going to um, come down from heaven and destroy uh, the, uh, the humanity. This will destroy a lot of uh, the uh, um, infirmities in this in this world. And then the fifth one is darkness. And then um, these people who are receiving all these catastrophic disasters, instead of being uh, repentive, repenting, they are still stubborn and resisting God, and they're cursing God even. Now, when the blood, blood and the bowls were happening, uh, the uh, God was saying, you know, I am taking revenge. Uh, avenging, revenging those people who uh, shed blood of the saints and the prophets. Now, the uh, we were told not to uh, revenge, not to avenge those people who are wrong to us or who persecute us, because we need to leave the avenge uh, to the Lord, and God is going to take care of it. This is the time that God is going to uh, pour out His wrath upon those people who persecute the Christians and churches. Okay, and then following the fire, there will be a darkness. And then following the darkness, the sixth bowl of judgment is drying up the water. Now you might think like, oh, that's a good thing because all the water became blood and then the, the blood would be very smelly. It's not uh, really good looking. But once it is dried up, then that's good. Well, that's not the case. The worst pain is coming because the big, vast of armies are going through this dried up land to prepare for the war, which is Armageddon War. Very severe, catastrophic uh, world worldwide war will happen, and then the seventh bowl is the uh, great earthquake. Now we've already heard about earthquake happening uh, in Japan earlier this year, and then you know earthquake in Nepal last year. So earthquake is nothing new to us, and it's already uh, disastrous. Lots of people died, but this earthquake in chapter 16 is going to be universal. It will be a worldwide earthquake. Lots of people would die because of this earthquake, and also hail storm will happen. But this hail would be very, very it's, uh, each hail would be uh, as as heavy as a human weight. And so it's going to be unimaginably painful hail storm. So basically, this seven bowls of wrath of God is devastating. It's a, um, unimaginable, beyond our imagination. It's a very, very difficult to bear. However, the people, the unbelievers, non-believers, they're still resisting God and they're cursing God and they're not repenting of their sins. Why? Because they are not, uh, they are not aware of 
who God is. They do not know what's going to happen, and they're still in darkness. Now, we have, to, we have to acknowledge that there's a darkness in the world, not just the physical darkness, but the spiritual darkness. Why? Because of our sin. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, Our sin separated us, us from God. So, because of that separation, uh, we cannot know God, we cannot hear God. And also, Psalm 115.8, it says, Those who worship, those who make idols and those who worship idols will become like them. In other words, those who worship idols will become like idols who don't have, who have ears, but they cannot hear, who have eyes, but they cannot, they cannot see. So that is the reason why these non-believers who worship idols cannot see who God is, cannot see what's going to take place, cannot hear the voice of God because their hearts, their eyes, and their ears became dull. Uh, but not just that, 2 Corinthians ver- chapter seven verse chapter 4, verse 4 also says, the God of this world blinded the mind of unbelievers, so they cannot understand the scripture. Even if they read the Bible, they cannot know what, what it really means. John chapter 1, verse 5, the light has come to the world, but darkness has not understand has not understood. The darkness cannot under- comprehend. You know, chapter, the verse 10 also says, God came to his own people, but their own people did not know him. Because of this spiritual darkness, John chapter 3, verse 19, the light has come, but the darkness did not want to come to the world. That is the judgment, because they love darkness more than the light. That's a very severe problem because a lot of people think the sin is not serious and the consequences would not be serious. But we already saw from this chapter today that spiritual darkness is not an easy matter. It's not a, it's a small thing. It's a big problem that because of this spiritual ignorance, the people do not know God and the catastrophic consequence will follow them. It's a devastating uh, future. So, the believers who follow Christ Jesus must be aware of what is going to take place. Now, the, the good news is this. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 45, Jesus opened the hearts, opened the minds of people so that they can understand the scripture. So the key is this, the answer is this, Jesus Christ is the way, truth, and the life, and He is the light. Light shines in the darkness, and He is the one who opens our eyes so that we can see and we can know. So be aware, be aware of what is going to take place. Depend on Christ Jesus, fix your eyes on Christ Jesus, and He will lead you, He will guide you, He will open your eyes to see so that you will be aware and so that you will be ready. We have to be very careful about um, our spiritual discernment. And then secondly, what we need to be, uh, what we need to do to prepare for the future is this, be awake. We need to be awakened. So let's look at today's passage again. It says, Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Of course, Jesus is not thief, but Jesus is talking um, here in, in terms of the time of his coming. His coming would be unexpected so that nobody nobody knows when it's coming. So his coming would be very, very um, uncertain. So he, But he will come unexpectedly so the people need to be prepared. So that's why he was using the word thief here. Blessed is the one who stays awake. Stays awake. So Jesus is saying that we need to be awakened. Now, in many times, 
many times that Jesus um, calls us to be awake. Calls us to be awake. Now, I'm from South Korea, and then, as you might know, this Korea has been divided into two countries, North and South Korea. And then uh, those who serve in the army, uh, they are serving everywhere in the South Korea, but also especially those who are serving the 38 degree, uh, the border between North and South Korea, they have to be awake every time, 24-7, because they have to be uh, aware, not only be aware of the North Korea, but they also need to be awake to be able to uh, fight the battle just in case if the enemy invades, they must be uh, prepared to fight back so that they must be awake for all the time, 24-7. So God has called us as the watchmen that we have to be awake because the future is uncertain and Jesus is coming and with uh, without really telling us when he is coming so we have to be uh, prepared Jesus may come tomorrow or uh, next week we don't know so we must be prepared and Jesus also told in the parable of 10 virgins the five vir- five wise virgins were uh, prepared and when the wedding guest came and they had a uh, the oil so they were able to uh, welcome those welcome uh, the wedding guests but the other five unwise virgins did not have the oil so they have to go back to the uh, market but the market was closed and they could not get the oil so so what they were not prepared so they were kicked out from the wedding uh, ceremony so it's not just a story but it's the spiritual reality there are people who are not awake because they are spiritually blinded and they're just enjoying uh, drinking they're just enjoying this world or they're just worried about future and they're not really prepared for uh, Jesus coming or this uh, the seven bowls of judgment they're not prepared at all so we have to be awake and also let's go back to today's passage as well and it also says and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men will not see his shame so what does this really mean keep his clothes now historically uh, the men at the time 2000 years ago uh, they did not have like a pants that we have but they were mostly they were wearing robe so if he is not careful then the robe could be taken off and then of, of course that would be very shameful so he had to be has to walk very uh, carefully so that uh, he will always wear this robe well so this is also uh, talking about Jesus uh, Jesus is really talking about being careful being careful with your conduct so we need to be uh, we need to be walking in our integrity with the Lord we would we need to be walking in holiness so that always we must be uh, prepared and careful in what we do so that we will be always prepared for Jesus's coming so all this passage this passage was talking the one thing that be awake be awake the question is how can we be awake Luke chapter 22 shows a great example. Jesus is praying in the Mount of Gethsemane because he was preparing for something that's coming, very hard and very challenging thing for him. So he went there to pray, but he did not go there by himself, but he came. He went there with his disciples, and Jesus also commanded them to pray. But the thing is, these disciples were uh, gripped with grief and sadness. Because of sadness, they fell into sadness sleep and Jesus said two times in that pass in that chapter that be awake pray and be awake pray and be awake but these disciples could not could not make it 
because of their worries of, about the future. So it really shows how easy for us to fall into sleep, to fall into spiritual sleep. Even though we must be awake, it's very easy. It's very tempting for us to fall into sleep because we're weak, but also we can easily be stressed out and be worried about the future. So we have to be very careful. We must not worry about the future. Instead, we must give all the worries and pains and sufferings and all these things to the Lord as the petition, which is the prayer with thanksgiving, as in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. And then the peace of God will guard our hearts. He will give us a peace. So what we need to do is this. It's very simple. We need to pray. Even Jesus prayed all night. And chapter uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 44 says, Jesus prayed so earnestly, so desperately, so even his sweat became like the drop of blood. It really shows us the intensity of his prayer. He was very desperate. Even Jesus, the Son of God, God himself prayed. How much more we should be praying? So we, to be awake, we must be praying. And also in the Old Testament, we see a great example of being awake uh, through prayer. We see uh, Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, verse 7 through 9. It shows that G, uh, Daniel saw a vision, amazing, amazing vision from the Lord. But the, uh, the other people were afraid and they were hiding themselves because they're not spiritually awakened. However, only Daniel saw the vision. Only Daniel was awake. Why? Because Daniel was a man of prayer. He regularly, he every day, even with the, even with the, at the risk of his life, because he was almost being killed for his prayer life, yet he continued to pray. In that particular case, in that chapter 10, Daniel prayed for 21 days. It's the 21 special prayer with fasting. Uh, there's no uh, num magic for the number. However, we can see the intensity of his prayer also. And then prayer really waked him up spiritually so that he could see the vision clearly. So it's a very, very important for us that we need to be awake. How? Through prayer. So we must be praying, praying this year, 2024. We must be praying so that we, we, uh, we would be prepared for uh, the future. But you might ask this question uh, in the, from the beginning. Like, why do we even have to have this affliction? Why do we even have to worry, I mean, prepared for upcoming the seven bowls of wrath of God? And uh, why do we have to, you know, go through all of these things? I mean, isn't God God of love? They, uh, I mean, can He just take away all the afflictions and troubles and pains and sufferings from the world and especially, especially from His children? I mean, why do we have to even pray about that? Why do we have to prepare, prepare for the really dark future it looks like very dark and very uh, uh, sad and uh, scary future that we have to be prepared for. Well, let me tell you. Let's go back to Luke chapter 22, that Jesus' prayer. That Jesus prayed uh, for the preparation for something that's coming to him. And it was a very, very difficult. And some people say, you know, Jesus was afraid of his death. Well, that is not the case. I mean, it's more than death because Jesus said when he was praying, God, uh, Father, please take away this cup from me. Hmm, cup. What is that cup? Now, we learned today in chapter 16, we saw that uh, the seven bowls, the bowls of the wrath of God, the cup that Jesus mentioned in Luke chapter 22 or the Mount of Gethsemane is the cup 
which is the wrath of God. Jesus was asking God, the Father, that he would take away this cup, which is the wrath of God. Now, what does that really mean? That Jesus is about to take the wrath of God, this cup, to himself. So, he, he was, he was very, it was very difficult for him to bear it. But this is what Jesus said through prayer, not my will, but your will be done. And humbly, willingly, voluntarily, Jesus yielded himself, surrendered himself to, to take this cup, which is the wrath of God. So Jesus took the wrath of God on the cross. So Jesus died on the cross, not only to, not only for our sin, but also to take the wrath of God for our sin, toward our sin. The wrath of God is the justice of God toward our sin. Sin has the consequence. Sin itself is ugly, it's dirty. However, the consequence, consequence for sin is devastating. We just saw the glimpse of it today in today's chapter, chapter 16 of Revelation. So much of turmoil and pain, those are the consequence of our sin. But Jesus took the consequence, the wrath of God toward our sin on himself. So can you really imagine the depth and the weight of the wrath of God that Jesus had to bear, there is unbearable pain and suffering. That is why Jesus' death is so much deeper than we can even think of. He took the punishment. He took the consequence of our sin. He took the curse. He took the wrath of God toward our sin for us. But here's the good news, that Jesus conquered the death and sin through his resurrection. So through his death and the resurrection, he, he nailed our sin to the cross and he took the consequence of our sin. He took the wrath of God toward our sin. So for those who believe in Jesus Christ, not only their sins are forgiven, but the consequence of wrath of God toward them is also lifted up. So this is the wonderful grace this is the gospel. This is the power of Jesus Christ's love and grace. This is what Christ did on the cross, at the cross, and at the, at the empty tomb. So we must be praising God that Jesus, the Mount of Gethsemane, his prayer at Gethsemane was the preparation for what is to come, and Jesus successfully finished his mission. He completed it with his wisdom and power. So, we must be thankful for God, but also we need to be learn, learning from Jesus that we need to pray as well. Now, the sad news is this. Those who do not believe in Jesus Christ, they have to face the seven bowls of wrath of God. They have to go through and they will be punished, 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 and they will be suffering for this um, the uh, the bowls of judgment on this earth, but also they will suffer the consequence of their sin and wrath of God forever, eternity in hell. So how devastating that would be, and how thankful that we are that we are saved from the wrath of God. So we have to be thankful for God, but also we need to share this gospel to those. Uh, to those who are not believing so that they will also be saved from the wrath of God. So how should we live? First of all, we need to be aware 
to do that, we must be spiritually discerning. Now, we are living in the world with so bombarding uh, with uh, cell phone, smartphone, and uh, social media, and all kinds of news. Whenever you watch news, it is so cra crazy out there, and it's uh, very easy for us to be discouraged and upset about the future and worry about future. But that is not the point. Just being worried about is not helping at all. We must be aware of what is going to take place in reality. We need to be awakened. We need to open our eyes, spiritual eyes. To do that, we need to read and meditate on God's Word. We need to pray that the Lord Jesus Christ would open our minds so that we can understand the Scriptures so we will know what is, to, what is going to take place. So, take time to read and meditate God's Word. You know, there's a study saying... Um, Everyone, average people spends 4.5 hours on their smartphone. If they spend 4.5 hours on the Word of God, the world will be changed. I'm sure that. So that we need to uh, turn away from all the distractions and we need to focus our eyes, fix our eyes on the Word of God and spend more time in the Word. And a second, we need to be awakened. How? Through prayer. Now, if you have a trouble in the prayer, now pray Pray that you would be able to pray. Now, if you still have time, if you uh, still have difficulties and even pray for five minutes, pray that God would give you uh, the devast dev devastated and uh, the heart of the passion for prayer. Now, sometimes it, it can be creative. You can type out your prayer in your computer so that you can focus better. Or if you have still... If you still have a problem, you can meet with other people and then pray together. So that the point is this, the more you pray, the more you can focus on the Lord, and the more you pray, you, you will be spiritually awake, just like Daniel was awake, and just like um, all the uh, great men and women of God are awake. Now remember, you know, Daniel was in a very difficult situation because he was not living in Jerusalem. He was living in Babylon. Babylon was just bombarded with so many distractions just like today. However, he, f he was focused. Why? Because he prayed. He prayed. He was not a uh, lazy person. He was not, he, he had a very, very important job in his work. However, he prayed. So no matter how busy situation, busy schedule you might have, you can still lay it down and pray, pray, pray so that you will be awake. So you will be like Daniel you'll be like um, the man and woman of God uh, being discerning what is to come so that you'll be prepared. So why not, why not we try this? Cell phone free Sabbath, like maybe once, at least once a week that we can take a day off from smartphone and social media and just uh, let, let all of them uh, just turn, all of, turn, turn it off and go to the Word of God and pray pray. You can pray over what you have read um, in the Bible, even if it's just a one paragraph in the Bible. Just read and meditate, read and meditate, pray over it, and see how the Lord works in your life and journal it so that it will become more exciting, and then that will definitely increase, uh, help you to grow in your prayer life so that you will be awake and that you will know what is going to take place. You will be obedient, and you will experience God in a mighty way, even in this very difficult time, so that you will be influential, uh, spiritual leader so that you can impact others to like to do uh, likewise so that we can all be uh, prepared for future so let's pray and let's read God's word so that we will be aware and that we'll be awake let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you so much for uh, giving us this warning that we should be awake 
and uh, we should be aware. Father, please help us to read your word and meditate upon your word so that uh, in this year and on, we will be growing in our faith in you uh, through your word, but also we'll be awake through prayer so that our prayer life would grow deeper and deeper so that we'll truly be like Daniel to be um, to be discerning your will and not only knowing your will, but we'll be able to obey your will so that we will always experience your mighty power, powerful presence with us, Lord. Father, we thank you, praise you in Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.